Welcome to Charlie Jane Speakers Radio. This is the show where we share speaking tips, tools, and resources to help you grow your public speaking business. Our goal at Charlie Jane is to get you, the speaker, on the platform in front of thousands of people so that you can teach and motivate your audience, enriching and empowering them to lead fulfilling lives. And now, here's your host, Wendy McNeil. guys, it's Wendy McNeil here with Charlie Jane Speakers, and thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about the post office isn't dead. It's not? Nope. The post office isn't dead. If you're thinking about maybe a direct mail campaign or tired of your unsolicited emails being ignored, phone calls that become unanswered messages... Well, in the post-email spam era, snail mail is making a comeback. How exciting is it when you get real mail nowadays, right? Setting aside the every door direct mail junk that you might get from political campaigns and, you know, the local car dealer, there's not actually much in your mailbox other than bills anymore. And some of us have moved to electronic billing, leaving hardly anything in our post box worth a mention. Compared to the loud white noise of email, robocalls, you have a golden opportunity to stand out in the paper mail department. So my suggestion on how to do a mailing is one, save money and energy by niching yourself. I always talk about niching yourself, which is to say, Don't waste time and money on people that are not a fit for you, okay? Your conversion rate, that's to say the percentage of people who move up a step in your sales funnel, improves drastically when when you're targeting a specific audience with something that is uniquely relevant to them. Any direct mail campaign requires upfront research to save time and money. The less mailers you send, the less it costs in printing and postage. Since you will be following up with people, so the more targeted the campaign, the more likely you will be successful. Any direct mail campaign requires upfront research to save you time and money. The less mailers you send, the less it's going to cost you in printing and postage, right? Since you will be following up with people, the more targeted the campaign, the more likely you will be successful when you follow up. So why bother spending time following up with people who are a poor fit? Number two, researching and tracking. Do your research and find associations, organizations, or companies that are a perfect fit for your pet topic. If you do your research and you find 20 associations, organizations, or companies that are a perfect fit for your topic, then send out up to 20 mailers at a time. Okay, keep really good record of their information, contact names, um, and the information, like I said, for your follow-up. Note the people's name, the company name, the address, the phone, the email, etc. This is important because although, although you may have not gotten a response now, it could happen the next day or in a couple of months. You want to track which tactics are working. Number three, it's all about the follow-up, guys. Okay? After mailing the campaign out, 
Wait about a week or so and do your follow-up. The follow-up is crucial to open doors of communication and build those important relationships. Don't expect to send out 20 mailings and that the phone's just going to ring. Go after what you want. It is unlikely to just drop in your lap. All right. There are several ways to follow up on your initial contact. You can email, call, or send another mailing. Slightly different, but recognizably similar. They say it takes more than seven touches. That's attempts to contact someone, ads in the paper, spots on the radio, before the conversion ratio starts to jump up. Once you've done your first batch and followed up a few times, go ahead and send out another batch to up to 20 more organizations or associations that fit your target market. Right? What types of mailings? Well, on a budget, Try postcards. Um, I do like postcards and I do recommend them a lot. Um, that's going to be your best quote unquote open rate. Postcards are inexpensive overall and your recipient doesn't have to open an envelope. They can be creative, colorful, and fun. You know, I would say around 50 cents each, including printing and postage. You still want to make sure that you're sending the postcards to the right people in the right companies. It's also possible to do a postcard campaign. Have only one side of the card printed up in a beautiful color and use an extra fine Sharpie to write your message on the other side, you know, or on the top of the image. You can then send several follow-ups on the same branded postcard stationery before picking up the phone and asking if they liked your postcards. Letter on stationery. You can go simple yet elegant. Just ask. Write a nice letter on nice stationery. No gimmicks, no fussing. A clear letter can actually work wonders. Be direct, bold, ask, don't sell. Be refreshingly honest and earnest. Um, you know, it could be as simple as, I'm a relatively new speaker looking for speaking opportunities in the, let's say, auto industry. I was hoping you might have some time to discuss your upcoming conference and whether you're still looking for speakers or presenters. Please see my one sheet enclosed. Thank you for the opportunity. You can add a short list of relevant topics you speak on. Always personalize it. Let me say that again. Always personalize it. If it's an annual, say something like, if you already have all your presentations lined up for this year, please notify me when you open up your call for, pres uh, your call for presenters uh, for the next year. Take the time to make it directly relevant to their company, cause, or their programs. You can start with a, a boilerplate, but always customize it. Lumpy mail, another idea, and this is actually, this is one I love. Um, it's what I like to call lumpy mail, lumpy mail, L-U-M-P-Y. Sounds funny, but it attracts people's attention. It is more, uh, you know, it's more expensive than just sending a postcard, but even the postage on a sealed letter is more than a postcard. But if you do 10 at a time and keep it around, say, maybe a dollar or two per envelope, you're still doing great. Make sure you're super focused and targeted directly at your audience before sending these. First, put your one sheet or a simple, well-put-together flyer in a brightly, I say brightly colored envelope, perhaps with a handwritten post-it note. 
always handwrite the address. This is important. This shows that you care and you took the time to write the address instead of using printed labels. Then, after addressing the envelope, add something fun, you know, or useful into the envelope. If possible, it should have your name or company name and phone or website address on it. You can get really creative here, but stay relevant to your message. Make sure that your website has all the important ingredients before sending viewers to visit. Okay, because you want to you want to confirm your website is planner friendly. You don't ever want to send people to your website if you're not ready. Okay, this is a waste of time and money. Let's say you choose a nice pen, inexpensive and uncommon with your name on it. Maybe it writes in a different color, but it's an item that people use quite often and it will sit on their desks. Your name becomes a constant reminder that you are available when they need a speaker. Um, some other possible products include maybe magnets, a mouse pad, a sticky notepads um, that have been customized with a good quote, a picture that fits your brand or your tagline. If your target can use a maybe like a cheat sheet or a reference, a common formula, that's another possibility. Put the cheat sheet on a mouse pad or a sticky note, like a meat doneness temperature chart for restaurants. I heard one time actually about a speaker who sent an unused, let me say this again, unused diaper through the mail. I don't recall the message, but thought that was brilliant and I'm sure it stuck out because really how many people get a diaper in the mail? Avoiding postal hangups. Bring a test envelope with everything in it to the post office for inspection. They will need to check the thickness and the weight of your mailing and what's inside to see whether it's permissible and how much it's going to cost you to send it. You know, for example, uh, no perfume vials. That's not going to work. There's even regulations on postcards and where the sender and recipient addresses can go. So it's a good idea to have a postcard design inspected before printing. Um, some direct mail campaigns work best only if they are targeted and done properly. Take your time and don't just blast out a generic message to a generic audience. It's going to be a waste of uh, your money. It really is in time and it is going to create frustration for both you and the recipient. So create a directed, targeted, intelligent mailing campaign and with a good follow-up with a good follow-up and you're gonna get uh, get the message through to the right people okay that is it for today's podcast and I thank you once again for listening in take care